We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Following a team you love in 2019 can be time consuming. Trying to follow everything happening in sports is almost incomplete. Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is impossible. That's why I subscribe to Axios Sports, the best free daily newsletter in the land. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, you'll get the best stories from the NBA and NFL to cricket and ping pong and everything in between. Axios Sports also highlights the most important stats and trends giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up and it's free. Go to sports.axios.com. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the friend sharing an amazing link with your buddies. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And the best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free sports content delivered directly to you sign up at sports.axios.com again try it for free at sports.axios.com Forty-two to thirty, the Detroit Lions fall to the Minnesota Vikings at home, falling 0-2 in the division. What happened in this game? Is there any way we could turn it around? Find out on episode 51 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to episode 51 of the Pride Podcast on the Blue Wire Network. Today on episode 51, we are going to be talking about Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings post-game talk. So 
If you guys did not get the chance to watch, the Lions fell 42-30 to at Ford Field and lost now three straight games. So I got the two guys, as always, my man's Pierre and Malcolm. So, guys, lost three straight games. We're now at the bottom of the division. Where do you guys want to start with this podcast? And, by the way, I forgot to announce, we will be announcing the giveaway winner midway through this podcast, so stay tuned for that. But where do you guys want to start with this podcast and and this game? Can I go first? Yeah, please go first, because All right. just go first. Shout out, shout out to Stafford and the offense. They did everything. Especially Marvin Jones. Dude had four TDs, okay? Now, enough with the offense. <laughs> what the hell are they doing on defense? They tried everything. They tried zone blitzing. They tried zone. They tried man. They even took Flowers out the game, which I don't understand. They played Christian Jones more than Flowers. Why? I, I don't know. Christian Jones was hit, like started off well. He's just been bad the past couple of weeks, bro. I like him, but our linebackers have been awful. Probably one of the worst linebacker corps in the league. That's not even over-exaggerating. Our linebackers have been awful. I don't know what the hell Snacks is doing. Snacks, he came out. He did say, though, he said he has to be better, and he will be better. He, he said teams normally game plan for him this year, but he said they game plan for me all my career, and I've been dominant. I'm just not dominating. He just needs to get back on his game. I don't know what the hell is wrong with him. Trey Flowers, $90 million man, playing 47% of the snaps. Unacceptable. Um, Darius Slay goes out. And then let's see. The last play, okay, I get it. They blitz, but at least like get there. If you don't get there, you got to give Coleman some help. You can't leave him one-on-one on Diggs. Diggs is one of the fastest players. Okay, and we know Coleman is not really based on speed. He's more on technique. Like, what are you doing? What's going on here? Yeah, I want to start off with Trey Flowers. And I asked this question in episode 50. I said, if Trey Flowers could still not generate pressure on a very bad offensive line, he was going against up Riley Reef, who was not 100%. Is it fair to start criticizing Trey Flowers? And it's fair to start criticizing everyone on that defensive line. Everyone. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Bro, you give up 166 yards or whatever. I don't know how many yards they gave up. I forgot. I think Malcolm has the numbers. That's unacceptable. You're going to lose every game. You got Saquon coming in this week. You don't stop him, man. It's going to be a long-ass day. You got to stop Saquon. It's just pissing me off. Like, this thing, they got worse. We thought they'd get better. They got worse versus Minnesota. Yeah, it's not looking very promising right now. And I know people have been saying, you know, Deshaun Hand is not out there. Mike Daniels is not out there. Wait for those guys to be back out there. But that's still not an excuse for me because you have some really good players on the defensive line. You have guys and some very expensive players. You have guys like Trey Flowers, Snacks Everson, uh, Romeo Quara, and some other guys to go along with it. And... To still be one of the worst, like, getting pressure or stopping the run, it's just unacceptable, even with two big injuries. Because the whole hype we've had this offseason is having the depth on the defensive line. Like, if one of these guys goes down, like, you know, hand is out right now, we could have someone who could step up and do the job well. But everything from what we've had last year has regressed and we are now at one of the worst teams in the NFL stopping the run and we are the worst team in the NFL by far in getting pressure on quarterback and I mentioned this 
if you give any professional quarterback that much time in the pocket with dominant wide receivers like Stephon Diggs, he's going to kill you. And I don't care who it is, and we could talk about Cousins. I, like I said, I'm still not a huge Kirk Cousins fan. But if you give any professional quarterback that much time in the pocket, you get you let them get a run game going, I don't know what else do you expect. What, what do you expect is going to change? And to just expect some people, I'm not saying all people, but some people are like, just wait till Deshaun Hand comes back. Everything will be fixed. That is not fair at all to just assume Deshaun Hand could fix this whole situation now because this whole situation is a complete mess right now. It's going to be more than just Deshaun Hand that's going to fix this. I'm not saying it's a player. It's going to come from coaching. Coaching needs to change. It can't just rely on stuff that has worked in the past that it's going to work every single week. We've seen other teams like, example, the Rams offense. They were dominant last year, all year. Teams have adjusted and figured out how to play them out. You have to change it up. Playing the same defense year in, year out is not going to work. Teams will adjust. And like I said, just because Deshaun Hand should be coming back very soon, don't just expect him just to fix his whole cure and this whole situation by him just being there if they're going to run the same exact thing. The only way it's going to change is if they change schemes. Rushing three, rushing four is not working. I'm not. They do it way too damn often. Relying on coverage is not going to work every single time. And Trey Flowers only getting forty percent of your snaps when you paid him forty-seven. Yeah, forty percent of your snaps, and you paid him that much money. What the hell did you pay him for? Like, what is the point of bringing him in? If Romeo Quara is getting more snaps in him and Christian Jones is getting more snaps in him, what the hell was the point of bringing him in if you're not going to use him, you know, most of the game? And if he's hurt, I, why is he activated? I think I'll say this. I don't like making excuses, but they asked Patricia that could it be that these guys are struggling because they didn't like show, they didn't do much in preseason or show off training camp. And he said, that's a good observation. Well, when you look at that is those snaps are valuable because we know in training camp, it gets physical out there. We've seen it, Tyler. Yeah. It gets physical in training camp. And these guys weren't there versus when they practice, they're not as physical, obviously, because they're practicing against their own team. Like, they're pressing against their own, their, yeah. I don't know how to say it, their own team, sort of. Yeah. Like, they don't want to get hurt yeah, during this I season. I know what you mean. But it's week eight in the NFL season now, and some got, or some teams at all didn't play any of their starters at all. Like, Green Bay didn't play any of their starters or most of their starters. Look at Aaron Rodgers, man. He's dominating once again. And like I said, the excuse works like in September. We're at the end of October now. I can't use that excuse anymore. And he versus a very below average offensive line. So, And I'm not saying just Andre Flowers. This is the whole defensive line in general. And I, I don't know. It's just Malcolm talk, man. I, I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> I'm just... Let me let me start off with the positives before I just before I rip this team into pieces right now. Okay. I'm gonna talk talk about some positives. All right, um, some improvement on third down. We were six for eleven, mm-hmm. which is which is good. good. Yeah, it's, good. It, was, it was really good on third down. Um, the red zone efficiency we was four for four. All thanks to Marvin Jones. Um, that was a really big improvement from the week before. You know, Malcolm, Matthew Malcolm. Stafford. 
Malcolm, what was the Minnesota Vikings third down <laughs> like completion rate? It wasn't. It wasn't that. It wasn't that that far off. They were. Um, the Vikings were actually six for ten okay. on third down, and um, their red zone efficiency was five for five, and we were four for four. So both teams went perfect at the red zone. Yeah, okay. Matthew Stafford played lights out, and I want to just say for anybody who's blaming Matthew Stafford for this loss, as Pierre would say. Go jump off a bridge. Yep. Because Matthew Stafford is playing his ass off with little support right now. Yes, the wide receivers are balling out. The wide receivers are doing good. But what he's getting from his running back position as of right now, and the running back, the running back position started off well. But what he's getting from those guys, he got a total of 81 yards from three backs. Yes, Carrion went down, but there was no production when after he went down, there was there's just no production. Yeah, we lost a uh, time of possession against Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, and the Minnesota Vikings offense put up five hundred and three yards without Thielen for most of the game. Without Thielen for, you could say three and a half quarters. Mm-hmm. The running backs, Cook went for one forty-two, hundred forty-two yards, two touchdowns. That defense that we have, that goes to Snacks, Ashawn, Trey Flowers. I mean, it's Jared just Davis. Jared Davis. You know that it's just. I think the whole front seven and a, anybody from the 2014 Lions. I apologize. I take everything I said back. I actually compared this team to you guys, and I apologize. I it's it's an insult to compare. That front seven in 2014 to this 2004 to this front seven, but they've just been awful. They've been terrible. It's like it's, it's not competitive, and that Minnesota Vikings offensive line is, is is not good. Nope. And to get no sacks is an embarrassment. To get no sacks, I, did he get pressured? Did, did anybody know Kirk Cousins was pressured times, in that I game? It was like four or five, but like four very, or five times. I, I don't, I'm not exactly sure. I don't know the exact numbers, but it was like a couple times. It wasn't that it many times. It didn't seem like it. It did not seem like it. It, it didn't. It, it, that's sad. That's sad. This, yeah. this team, this, this is not what they played last week. That's not, a, that's not even a playoff team. Nope. They're not even playing playoff football. They can't, like, this team is not ready right now. They need to, there's a lot they have to do to fix themselves to even talk about being a playoff type team. Well, if you want to go to the playoffs, you don't stop the run. You'll get bounced in the first round. It's not even, it's, it's that, that. That's stopping the run. Hell, running the ball. It's just, just so much stuff going on with this team right now. That I don't even know what to do. I don't even know who to point fingers at. All right, Malcolm, before we point some fingers, let's take a quick break, and then we'll get back. Whenever I get ready for that big business meeting, a lot of people ask me, Hey, Malcolm, where did you get your suit from? And I tell them I only get my suit from one place, and that place is Indochino. Indochino was founded on behalf that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. Now, when I shop for suits, 
I gotta make sure I'm fresh. And I gotta make sure I'm getting the best price available. And Indochino definitely gets you that. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more. And everything made to exact measurements for a great fit. The best part about it, they're affordable. And almost all their custom clothing is under $400. The process is plain and simple. You choose your fabric, pick your customization, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom or do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. Start your styled upgrade now with a $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more. That is an incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Europe. All right, guys, we are back. So um, we were talking about where should we point the finger at? And Malcolm, where were you going with that take? I I, I don't what I was I'm lost. I don't know who to point to. I, I can't point, point, point at I can't point I can't point at Stafford. It's not Stafford. it's absolutely not Stafford. You want to know where I pointed at two? Go we pointed to? Okay, I pointed to two people. Three, three. I'm sorry, three. Okay, ready? Okay. Oh Davis. The defensive line is not doing their work. He coaches those guys up. He has to do a better job. Number two. I mean, Paul Pasconi and Matt Patricia. Like, what are we doing here? Do you guys not like to pressure the quarterback? I mean, I've never seen this work. I don't know what's going on. They just refuse to pressure the quarterback. It's like all they care about is stopping the run, but they can't even stop the fucking run. So I don't know what's going on. I really don't. Like, they, Matt Patricia said they could possibly be looking at some scheme changes, some personnel changes, you know? So That's, that's needed. We'll see. Yeah, they need to do some different things. You know, maybe put Davis on the outside and put Jelani in the middle. Honestly, Davis yeah, isn't cutting speed. it in the middle. We need some speed. We need some speed on that. We need somebody yeah, off the edge that has speed, and we that's what we lack right now. Also, the Lions lack athleticism in their front seven. I believe the only like really athletic dudes in their front seven is Jared Davis, and if you want to say Trey Flowers, sure. I don't know if he's that athletic. Yeah, I'll, probably say the, I'll probably say DK. You got DK. slow linebackers. Yeah. Jelani Tavai and Christian Jones are slow, okay? Yeah. You got Jared Davis, who's athletic as hell, but, bro, sometimes he's just not there. Like, he over-pursues or he misses tackles. That That's an issue. And then your front seven, you got Snacks and Aishon, who to me are both nose tackles. I know they play Aishon at the three-tech, but I think he's better at nose. And you got Flowers, who's decent. He's solid, but he's not athletic. He just he plays, um like, I don't know how to say it. DK, I guess he's athletic. But yeah, you need more athleticism. You look at the top like D lines in the league. These guys are athletic. Look look at the Rams. You got Aaron Donald. You got Dante Fowler coming off the edge, right? I mean look San at Fran. Yeah, look at San Francisco. A lot of athleticism. D Ford, Bosa, Buckner. You know, uh they got that kid they drafted, Solomon Thomas. He hasn't really worked out for them yet. But I'm just saying, like, all these I mean, Chargers, Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, the Vikings, Everson Griffin, uh, Daniil Hunter, all these guys are athletic. 
we have no athleticism in our front seven. Another guy that's athletic, probably Deshaun Hand, but he's been hurt. They need to add more speed to that defense, to that front seven. I know they're like big guys, but when you have a big guy who can't cover, no offense to Jelani and Christian, they're just not that good in coverage. They're more, they're better <laughs> against their run. Good. <laughs> when and Jared Davis can't cover, even though he has the speed, he's just I don't know. When you have guys who can't cover in the linebacker and guys who over pursue and just slow people, yeah, you're gonna get beat. You need athleticism. You win with athleticism. I don't give a shit about size. You need speed in today's NFL. All these tight ends are fast as hell. These receivers are really fast. You need fast people, bro. What really worries me, too, is that they spent so much into this 2019 football team. And if you look at all the contracts they, you know, that they, you know, spent this offseason, guys like Justin Coleman, guys like Trey Flowers, et cetera, et cetera, they upholded like all their money like a lot of their money comes a lot towards the end of their contracts and not really they're bad yeah they're not really right now so really worries me now that they they have cap right now but like how much cap are they gonna have in another you know year or two because what i'm saying is that like this is kind of the core we are I don't want to say stuck with, but like we are like this is what we have. And only way you could really get better is, you know, from the draft and you know, maybe making some moves, some trades, but like it's gonna be a lot more tougher now with the situation with the cap. Because, you know, this year they had the cap and they kinda the way they approached their offseason backloading all those contracts were they kind of put all their eggs in the basket into this year, and they're not ready right now. And that really scares me right now because I, I'm trying to see how could they get better as a football team. And you look year by year, the cap just gets tougher and tougher. These guys will be getting older and older. And like the only way I could think of is improving from the draft. And it's not going to come from free agency because – it's just going to be a lot tougher with all this, with all the backloading into the contracts that we gave this offseason. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because you could always work with the cap. There's like tricky ways it increases every year. But what I do agree is what they are built to win now, and they're not doing that. But mm-hmm. also, let's not forget, there's 10 games left, okay? And yeah, Trey Flowers hasn't played like the Trey Flowers we thought, but he's only six games into his like Lions career. I, I wouldn't say he's a bust right now, but he's he's pretty close to it, <laughs> you know. And then you have oh, the only six games in a twelve-five year deal. That's not fair. And he's coming off shoulder surgery and didn't do much in the offseason. Like I'm being realistic here. And they they also take a snaps away. They probably think maybe he's not a hundred percent. I don't know. Forty-seven percent screams either he's not there or he's I, I don't know. And then you have um, Snacks Harrison who is supposed to stop the run, who is a beast at stopping the run, and the teams are still respecting him. I went back and watched some, watched a little of the highlights, not the highlights, the tape or whatever, and they're doubling him, and he's not he's not getting rid of those double teams. Last year, he got rid of them easily. The years before he has, this year he hasn't. I don't know why. I don't think he all of a sudden declined. He's still 30. Nose tackles last. He just needs to get his head in the game and just play better. I, I, I don't know. I'll say this. I'll say this. If, if it's not fixed, if they can't fix, if they can't stop the run, and if we can't run the ball, 
you could just look at this as another wasted season. Yeah, I mean, because I just, I'm if they so can't stop the run, it's, it's not happening. How does it start going though? Like, or how do you start stopping the run? You kind of have what you have. I'm saying, like, is Deshaun Hand gonna make that much of a difference? That's just not fair to expect. Deshaun, it's like, not gonna happen like that. I'm saying, Deshaun we, Hand can't. What are we the 29th run defense right now? Maybe 30th. Something like that. Some bullshit, we're, we're, yeah. we're 29th. Yeah, exactly. Like, how do you expect? Like, some people are like, I feel like just assuming Deshaun Hand. Is like our Lord and Savior that could just fix this whole run defense, and that we're gonna start just generating pass rush when Deshaun Hand comes back. Will that help? Sure, but like Hand we're not, not gonna go, even. My bad. Go ahead. We're not gonna go from twenty nine to number five run defense now, like just with Deshaun Hand being activated. It's just not gonna happen, and it's not fair to put those expectations on Deshaun Hand either. And you then with the, know how you fix this, Tyler? This is what uh, you do. You have to do a better job with coaching. The gap responsibilities have to be better. The hand placement has to be better. The pad level has to be better. Snacks has to improve. Aishon has to improve. Okwara has to improve. Flowers has to improve. Everyone improves. Just say the front seven has to improve. The front front seven has to improve, okay? And and hopefully they will because we saw them last year. They, They played well as a front seven, and they didn't even have Flowers, and they didn't have um Mike Daniels. Daniels should be back soon. And look, it's not fair to play hand because hand's going to be rusty. The guy hasn't practiced since freaking training camp. Week one of training camp. Yeah, was, yeah the guy is rusty as hell. He's going to be really rusty, okay? It's not fair to like say, oh, Deshaun Hand's going to come in and be the best pass rusher we've had. No, nah, he's yeah. going to be a little rusty. He might, have, he might like be, huh? He little, no, little is an understatement. He's going to be very he's rusty. He's going to be rusty, man. He's going to be rusty. I'm not like going to come out and say, oh, Deshaun Hand is back. That's it. Our D-line is fixed. No. It's just scary, bro. I, I don't know. If they don't fix it, they got Saquon. They got Zeke. They got Jacobs. They got the Minnesota Vikings again. It's scary because Patricia said, if we don't stop the run, everyone's going to keep running the ball on us. And they know that. They're not stupid. They got to stop the run. But how will they do it? I have no damn idea. I, I don't know. Yeah. And I honestly, when, when talking about Deshaun Hand, I honestly think it's going to be about four, maybe five weeks until Deshaun Hand probably gets football under his belt again and, and possibly he's playing the way he should be playing. So as far as Deshaun, everybody's thinking Deshaun Hand's going to come in and save this defense, get that out of your mind. It's not going to happen right away. Something like that is not going to happen right away. Right. So, I mean, in order to fix it, because we need to fix it not not five weeks from now. We need to fix it now because we have a, a lot of good running backs coming into the building soon. We got Saquon Barkley coming in, and if we can't stop him, that Giants game might be a trap game, but we'll talk about that later on in the week. All right, guys. So after ranting all about that Lions front seven and basically that whole defense in general, Let's get into the oopsie doops of the week. Oh, Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. And I think this comes with no surprise at all after what we've been talking around this whole podcast. I've been giving it more to than just one per- Like last year, I, I used to just give oopsie doops like to one person usually. This year, I've been kind of giving it to more units, and I'm st- I'm sticking with that trend this year. I'm giving it to the whole damn front seven. Can't stop the run. Not getting pressure once again. Didn't, did everything we said that they cannot do going into this game, they did. So, 
for that damn reason, there's no multiple choice this week. I'm not in the mood for it. So, front seven, you are my oopsie doops of the week. Fix this shit immediately. <laughs> Go to the ball of the week. All right, I have two of them, okay? I'm going to give it to both guys because I think both guys deserve it, and I could give two because that's my segment. Wait, hold on, hold up here. Here, here, here. Since we have a ball of the week, can I announce the giveaway as a ball of the week? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so, you know, this guy gave me the best comment for the Jared Davis 8x10 giveaway. Malcolm, give me a drum roll, please. All right. So we are giving away the Jared Davis 8x10 signed photo. Sorry, he's not been playing well, but it's still a cool photo to add to your collection. We're giving this to Thomas Weir. His comment was great. I, I kind of want to read it for the, you know, for the podcast because it's a really good comment. So he said he's been following all of us for a while now, tuning into every podcast and all our Instagram lives. That's usually me and Pierre's business with Instagram lives. It's been interesting past five years for the Lions, and I've been really enjoying listening to your takes on the season, no matter how good or bad they're doing. So I really appreciate his comment to the podcast and to our Instagram account. So congratulations, Thomas Weir. I will hit you up on Instagram with the DM. So stay tuned for that, man. All right, Pierre. So who are your baller of the week? This should be pretty easy. Uh, I have two of them, and I think you guys know who they are. One, <laughs> it's Matthew Stafford against a stout defensive front and a stout defense. Um, I believe ninth against the pass and then like six against the run or something like that. I don't even know. Um, he did 30. I mean, he had 364 yards four touchdowns and a pick, but that pick was like, whatever. I don't really care about that pick. It was towards the end of the game. I, I don't really care about that pick. My other one is Marvin Jones. Um, he, he just always balls out against Minnesota Vikings. I don't know what it is, but he just like shows out against them. He had 10 receptions, 93 yards, and a whopping four touchdowns. So those are my ballers of the week. Yeah, Pierre, and, I'm, gl- I'm glad I did not listen to you for fantasy advice this week because I asked you, mm-hmm. who should I start on my flex spot, Marvin Jones or Terry McLaurin on the Redskins? And I said, man, Marvin Jones always has a big day versus the Vikings. I'm like, I think I'm going to go with Marvin. Pierre's like, man, I, yeah, Pierre's like, I don't know about that. He's like, you probably should go with Terry. I'm like, I'm sticking with my gut, man. The road's been open yeah. this year. So I stuck with my gut and went with Marvin Jones. So thank you, Pierre, for letting me not listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started. Him, I started him too. I started yeah. him too. That was huge for me. Got to win. I think he gave me like thirty-seven points or something. Something, some crazy, something crazy like that. I got forty-three. Because yeah, I played a one-point PPR. Nothing against okay. Marvin, but McLaurin has been balled out regardless of who they playing and stuff. And Marvin hasn't really been getting a lot of targets. But this yeah, was his game, yeah. so I'm happy for Marvin. I actually apologized to you too, Tyler. Afterwards, like my bad. <laughs> I'm happy you to listen to me. <laughs> but shout out to Marvin Jones, man, and. I want to say one thing, though. When Kenny Galladay is balling and he's your number one receiver, you can't give him two targets. That's just unacceptable. Mm-hmm. I mean, two yeah, targets, yeah, really. You got, you got to feed him. He's your number one guy. At least he should have at least four targets a game. At yeah. least. Yeah, I feel you. All right, let's get into Malcolm's report, the NFC North report. And I really don't even want to listen to this. So, But go ahead, Malcolm. Chicago Bears was so dumb, so we have to respect the division champs. And you have Aaron Rodgers sitting back saying, wait, 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 wait. Chicago Bears is cute, okay? Vikings are cute. Lions, yeah. I got this. The boogeyman is back. And the expectations for the Green Bay Packers are through the roof. I would say don't forget about the Lions as well. 
Yep, cover your ears, Tyler. Um, for the I'm, NFC I'm, North I'm report, you right now. <laughs> for the NFC North report, <laughs> it is not looking good based off last last week's games. Um, so in standings, we have the Green Bay Packers at six and one, and they are three and zero oh in the division. We have the Minnesota Vikings. They are. Yeah, I thought five, I muted you. They are five and two with, and they are one and two in the division. The Chicago Bears. They are three and three, and they are one and one in the division. And then there's us, the Detroit Lions, all the way in last place at 2-3-1 and one, with being 0-2 in the division. This new one's not working. <laughs> going to the games, um, the Chicago Bears play the New Orleans Saints, and they fall short 36-25. to um, Teddy Bridgewater threw two touchdowns on the Bears, and they look like they are in trouble, quarterback trouble. Wait, Malcolm, <laughs> I have a question. Um, how are the MVP odds going? A lot of people said uh, Mitch Trubisky was like at tenth at the MVP odds. How are how are those MVP odds going right now? Did Mitch ball Mitch? out against? T- t- huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's uh-huh. going on with Mitch, Malcolm? I mean, I called this in the beginning of the year. I said them not playing Mitch Trubisky like he's some veteran quarterback in the preseason is a horrible, horrible, horrible mistake because he's still young and he needs the reps. And we're he's playing like booty. Um. So yeah, he's not nowhere near the MVP race right One now. One more thing, Malcolm. Do you think they did the right thing passing him over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes? Next. Uh, ne- that's the next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Malcolm. Just to go on because I have, Bears fans are just really annoying. They bothered me sometimes. So you go on, Malcolm. Packers and Oakland Raiders. Um, the the Packers put a beating on the Oakland Raiders, forty-two to twenty-four. Oh. And Aaron Rodgers went off. He looked like the old Aaron Rodgers. He threw for five touchdown passes on that game for four hundred. He threw for four hundred twenty-nine yards and five touchdowns. That's insane. Okay. And that is it. When MC North report, Europe. All right, guys, that is a wrap to episode fifty-one of the Pride Podcast. And I still heard Malcolm throughout the whole MC North report. I didn't want to hear, but I heard him. Um, I was at Ford Field versus the Minnesota Vikings, and I want to say you guys did a bad look. <laughs> I want to say, as our us Lions fans, we did our job. So, you guys are going to be another part of the Baller of the Week, even though it's not my segment. I'm still adding you guys to the Baller of the Week because we booted up and we stand it up and Sorry, we cheered for our Lions. One question. And, one yes. question, Tommy. Yes. What is your record at attending Ford Field? What is your record? Below five. Huh? Below 500. <laughs> Below 500? Yes. <laughs> so my last win, actually, because you know how I went to the Chargers game with you? We yeah. won. That, yeah, before that. Was I, I never I never attended a losing game before. That's yeah. that, that's on me. But yeah, before but that I, game, what was your record before? 2014. Huh? No, my, my last win was in 2014. Whoa. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, guys. I don't, don't want to attend no more this. games, man. I'm, I'm canceling all my tickets I have bought. <laughs> yes. No I'm more. Done. No more. Don't go there. No more. <laughs> but I love to boot up and stand up. All right, guys. Uh, we're out. We're episode 51. I hope our analysis, like the last one, could give you a nice laugh and forget about this shithole game. But I'm out, guys. All right, guys. Before I leave, just make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate all the support. I'm out. Peace.
Thrive Podcast is sponsored by the D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit the D-Line.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. The D-Line.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.